it's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, there it is. And here we go. Here we go. Coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting from the tippy top of the world famous Fox News headquarters in New York City, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who is not scheduled to be indicted as soon as today. What the hell is the world coming to? Dig this as we get on the air. We're receiving word that Donald Trump has been informed through his lawyers that the feds are going to indict him earlier uh, at some point uh, after we get off the air today. That's not right. It would be his third indictment. And, of course, it comes just a day after the Hunter Biden plea deal collapses. He loses his immunity. And we find out that not only is he susceptible to further and future investigations and potential charges, but so is his father, Joe. Oh, I'm in trouble. Now, I'm not telling you this is a one for the other, but I am telling you it's a real bad look for the country. 888-788-9910 if you want to be a part of today's discussion. We are going to have Kevin Walling on the show, who is, of course, a surrogate for the Biden campaign. This is the biggest schmuck I've ever met. Maybe, but we love the guy. And Louisiana Senator Bill Cassidy is going to be here as well. 888-788-9910 if you want to join them. The rule on the show, the same every day. Be a Republican, be a Democrat, do not be a... Okay, so as far as the Trump thing is concerned off the top, we don't have an official, specific explanation of what this is. What we do know is between the hours of 4 p.m. and 6 p.m. Eastern, okay, the president believes he could be indicted. Now, if in fact that's the case, as some reports indicate, okay, we will obviously bring you all of the news and details we can get our hands on, and we will continue to monitor the story between now and then. You know, normally this would become the only thing we discuss today because, you know, America is now 247 years old. We've never had a president indicted once. Lo and behold, Donald Trump is now in office, uh, out of office, with a record of two impeachments and three Three indictments. It's people with a dirty mind that think like that. It really is, because all of these indictments are undermining our faith in the judicial system. That's my biggest issue here today, is the things Donald Trump has been indicted for up until now. First of all, the one in New York is absurd. Okay, the one in New York, he got indicted because he slept with a porn star. Hubba, hubba. But the issue was when he paid her for her silence... Okay, the Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg wants you to believe that he violated a federal campaign finance law. This is ridiculous. We say ridiculous. Why? Because does the prosecutor, the DA here in Manhattan, have federal charging authority? The answer would be no. He doesn't. So he's being charged in Manhattan for a circus charge, a clown charge, something that has no merit, something that's never going to hold. The second indictment is for mishandling classified information. And as you know, we've had a lot of high-level Democrats mishandle classified information. I'm Hillary Clinton, and I approve this message. The difference between them, them and Trump, of course, is that they weren't charged. Trump was. Looks bad. This third indictment, 
okay, which could come in regards to January 6th is what I believe we're being told, is an opportunity for them to just take January 6th footage and drop it all over the news from now until Election Day so they can say to people, well, this is what happened last time he lost. How much worse you want it to be this time? That's what this indictment actually stems from. It's a exercise in election interference. Okay, Donald Trump, were he to be charged or indicted for January 6th, just so we're all on the same page, they could have charged him two years ago. That's true. That is true. It means they didn't want to two years ago, but they want to now. Ah, you have a good eye, my man. The reason I say that is because there's no additional evidence that we're sitting on right now that we didn't have two years ago, that we didn't have a year ago. You understand, Donald Trump was impeached after he left the presidency for his role in January 6th. Okay, the impeachment ultimately didn't hold. He wasn't barred from running for office, but that was the point of the impeachment, to bar him from running for office. Okay, so understand, they had a political motivation to impeach him. They didn't want him running for office again. They wanted to eliminate him once and for all. The impeachment didn't work. Trump announced another bid for the White House, got out to a huge lead in the polls. So they've started to indict him left and right. That's just how white folks will do you. And that's how they're doing him. Okay, this January 6th indictment, understand, would come after not only an impeachment for January 6th, but a special January 6th committee made for television with reality TV producers from ABC last summer. It was produced so it could run right up to the midterms. So everybody could potentially go to the polls saying, well, better vote, you know, Democrat. You don't want the Republicans to get in there because you can't get them out. Look what happened on January 6th. That was the point. It was political theater. But between the impeachment and the January 6th committee, did we unearth any type of new evidence that changes the way we look at Trump's role on January 6th? (laughs) Nope. Which means they are indicting him today based on two years ago's evidence. This is politics as usual. Absolutely. And I have to tell you, it's really damaging faith in our institutions. Because as you look at Trump's poll numbers, they've only gone up by the indictment. Why are they going up by the indictment? Because people don't trust the judicial system. People don't trust the intel community. Okay, the intel community told us with a straight face, with a straight face, okay, that Hunter Biden's laptop was Russian disinformation. Wrong. Okay, it was real. And not only was it real, but we later came to find out that they knew it was real for a full year before they committed to writing a letter saying it was fake. Now, you understand, by throwing the weight of the intelligence community behind the Hunter Biden laptop story, knowingly misleading the American people and striking it from the record in the 2020 election, They committed election interference. We know this as a people. Do you understand? Not as Republicans, not as Democrats. As human beings, we know that the Justice Department and the intelligence community interfered in the 2020 election. They interfered in the game. The referees bet one of the teams. That went on in the 2020 election. It has to, it has to, absolutely has to hurt your faith in our democracy. All the people who tell you, ah, we're protecting our democracy. That's what they do. We're protectors. We got to look up for the, the Democrats are so full of crap. Totally. Because the ones telling you we got to protect the democracy were the ones harming it. OK, we've also seen the Justice Department, as we said, 
have a double standard when it comes to charging Trump for mishandling classified information. We've also seen a double standard unravel yesterday when the Hunter Biden plea deal that was supposed to wrap up every charge that could ever be brought against him for the rest of time fell apart. (laughs) Any expert who has read the Hunter Biden plea deal is aghast. It's a plea deal for a tax evasion and a federal gun charge that not only comes with a sentence on the gun charge that's 10 years lighter than what you and I would get, but it somehow absolves him of other crimes that he's not even being charged for in this moment. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? They set up a plea deal for Hunter in a way that would allow them to put a bow on all the other Biden investigations. And in the process, that immunity going forward on any future crimes somehow was going to result, even though he had immunity, couldn't be charged anymore, okay? Couldn't be charged. But yet we were told the investigation would remain open. This is absolutely gross. And why is it gross? Because the only reason the investigation would have to remain open if they couldn't charge him, they can't charge him. So why do you keep the investigation open for it? Are you ready for it? It's because it would stave off any further inquiries for evidence into the Bidens under the guise that they could then say, sorry, it's an open investigation. I'm telling you, that boy's a genius. Okay, think about that. If you try a guy for murder, convict him, send him to the electric chair and kill him, you don't keep the election open. Okay, the, the, you don't keep the investigation open. Why? Because the crime, the case has already been settled. In this case, they keep the election open. And the, excuse me, the investigation, I'm going to do this in English at some point today, because they're trying, trying, okay, to form a human shield around the Bidens. That's what's going on. He knows what he's talking about. So it's impossible when you watch that play out not to feel like we're living in a two-tiered standard of justice. And it's impossible when you watch Trump get indicted a third time. Again, guys, we've never done this in 247 years, ever. Ever, ever have we done this in 247 years. Okay, the impeachments of Donald Trump were hilarious. Trump got impeached for asking if Biden was up to no good in Ukraine. That's what he got impeached for. He called up Ukraine and said, hey, is this the Biden guy? We're hearing a lot of rumors of Biden corruption. And they're like, you can't do that. Biden's a future political rival. You can't impeach your, you know, go after, look into your rivals. That's election interference. We got to protect our democracy. And then what did they do? Those very same people went out and indicted their presidential rival. Donald Trump is the leader on the Republican ticket. He's about to get indicted a third time by the people who told you it's treasonous to weaponize our resources against a potential political rival. Never mind that Trump was only making this phone call because Biden, that jackass, was caught admitting on tape to meddling in Ukraine. I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from uh, Yatsenyuk that they would take action against the state prosecutor, and they didn't. They said, you have no authority. You're not the president. The president said, I said, call him. (laughs) I said, I'm telling you, you're not getting a billion dollars. I said, you're not getting a billion. I'm going to be leaving here. I think it was, what, six hours? I looked, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Well, son of a bitch. Got fired. Aha! Well, son of a, you just confessed 
to meddling in a foreign country. He should be behind bars. But they're not even looking into that one. Do you get it? We don't have any proof that Donald Trump organized the January 6th riots. We do have proof that he tweeted an hour into him that people should go home and be peaceful. We do have proof that he released a video later that day telling people to call it off. Okay, but understand, we don't have proof that he incited it. When he spoke that day, he said, go down there, peacefully protest, let your voices be heard. Those are his exact words. He didn't get charged for incitement that month, the month after, or any of the 26 months since then. Why? Because we all knew it didn't constitute a criminal offense. Was it poor judgment to actually have that speech down the block from the Capitol? Yeah, I thought so. I condemned it in real time because the potential for unrest was there. But then again, it was also poor judgment by Nancy Pelosi to turn down the request for more security. Then again, it was also poor judgment after it happened to try to tell us it was a deadly white supremacist attempt to overthrow the government when we all know it wasn't. People saw January 6th repurposed for political gain from every possible angle. To this day, they call it a deadly white supremacist insurgency when the only person who died was an unarmed Trump supporter by the name of Ashley Babbitt. She got shot in the throat and killed by a Capitol Police officer. I understand the Capitol Police were under great duress. You're getting attacked by, you know, a mob of people plus a lot of feds. You can't tell who's a regular guy, who's a fed. It's tricky. Okay, but understand there was nothing that day, nothing that day. Okay, that was the end result of Donald Trump saying, go get him. Okay, you could not like his proximity to the event. I didn't. I was covering it in real time. I was like, this is stupid. Go home. Okay, but understand, he's only getting indicted for it today because of the politics of the story, not the logistics, not the evidence. And I'm telling you as somebody who cares about the country, like the real razzle-dazzle show we do, you know, a lot of balloon animals and card tricks and song parodies. It's a silly show. You know, I don't take life very seriously. But I care about the country because I was raised to understand and appreciate just how fortunate we were to be living here and not in one of those banana republics where you see the Department of Justice get weaponized against political enemies, where you see selective prosecutions, where you see a two-tiered standard of justice, okay? Everything that made me love America as a kid and fight so hard on the air to steer people towards what makes it great is now being compromised by the people who are so drunk on power, dare I say plastered on power, that the Democrats have become, you know, the little kid who doesn't want to share the toy. You've all seen the kid in the back of the car on the road trip that doesn't want to share their toy. Now! Ma! Now! And they pull so hard on the toy because they don't want to share it that they eventually break the toy in half. That's where we find ourselves today on the heels of a third Trump indictment. Okay, the Democrats are so desperate, these screaming children, to control the toy that they're breaking the frickin' thing. And it ain't good. I got a bad feeling about this. Don't go anywhere. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We'll be right back. Hey, folks, it's your man, Keyshawn Johnson, here to talk about Angie, formerly known as Angie's List, your go-to home services, marketplace for getting all your jobs done well. Now you might be wondering, what exactly is Angie? Well, let me tell you. It's the nation's largest home services marketplace, connecting over 150 million homeowners with skilled professionals to tackle any project, big or small. As a homeowner myself, I always have things I want to work on, 
for my house, whether it's general home renovations or fun projects like putting in a pool. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it a breeze to research, compare, and hire pros, ensuring every job is done well. Whether you're fixing a leaky faucet or planning a full kitchen renovation, Angie's got your back. And get this, folks. Angie's pros aren't just any old contractors. They're your neighbors, often running small businesses right in your community. Plus, they've been rated and reviewed by others in your area. So you know you're getting quality service. So why stress over home projects when you can turn to Angie? From finding the best price to scheduling a pro at your convenience, Angie's got you covered every step of the way. So get started today at Angie.com. That's Angie.com or download the app today to get started on getting all your jobs done. That's Angie, your trusted ally in home services. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Going to play you a clip from Corinne Jean-Pierre. She is so bad at her job. Is she ever? But all she had to do was replaced Jen Psaki, of all people. Psaki sucks. Kaylee was so much better. The problem is, and I want you to know this, like, Corrine Jean-Pierre is a terrible press secretary. Terrible. Because she's letting them hang her out to dry. Okay, she's made to look like an idiot because she spends most of her press conferences not answering questions. Why? Because if she were to give you real answers, okay, they would reflect horribly on the president. She doesn't want to lie because a lot of them become provably false, Yet she does continue to lie day in and day out. Her clip yesterday, I'll play it in a little bit. It's straight clown stuff. She says, Bidenomics. Americans are feeling the effects of Bidenomics. (laughs) Yeah, why? Because goods are 16% more expensive since Biden took office and real wages are down 3%. Biden sucks. Seriously, Bidenomics, there's a 19% gap, all things considered. That's the spread. Goods are up 16%. Wages are down 3%. I'll say it again. Biden sucks. But she, I'll play you a clip where she gets out there later and goes, America's feeling the effects of Bidenomics. We sure are. Now we're all selling pictures of our feet on OnlyFans because <laughs> the freaking Bidenomics are killing us. It ain't good, man. Have you ever had a check? Yes, I have. And I'm not going to reveal the results because if you tell people you're mentally compromised these days, they'll make you president. Bingo. Anyway, here's KJP. Now pivoting to an opening statement at her press conference after the Hunter Biden plea deal fell through. Clip one. Hunter Biden is a private citizen, and this was a personal matter for him. As we have said, the president, the first lady, they love their son, and they support him as he continues to rebuild his life. This case was handled independently, as all of you know, by the Justice Department under the leadership of a prosecutor appointed by the former president, President Trump. So for anything further, as you know, and we've been very consistent from here, I'd refer you to the Department of Justice and to Hunter's representatives. You are so full of sh- Hunter Biden is a private citizen. I know. Which is, you know, pretty funny to say after he got a nine-car motorcade to the courthouse yesterday. Anybody know any private citizens that get a nine-car motorcade? The answer would be no. Weird. Every time I hail an Uber, they just say, like, Mike will be there in a Toyota Sienna. They never list nine drivers. Weird. Nine Toyota Siennas. Not even a Highlander. Not even a Corolla. But we're going to get into this in the next break because the story is changing. 
and they're trying to make it go away. But what happens is every time they trot out one of these excuses, they make the problem worse. Because if Hunter Biden is just a private citizen, then why, oh, why, oh, why would they be paying him millions of dollars? Oh, yeah, that's right. Because he has members of his family who aren't private citizens. Out of the gates and ready to go. Hey, it's Hutton with Row. Hot Mike is here on the Outkick Network. We've got your afternoon covered with the latest sports discussion, and it's available wherever you find your audio. Daily analysis and news. He is hot. I am Mike. Actually, my <laughs> name is Chad. His name is Jonathan. But you get the picture. We're going to bring it every single day. Whatever you want to call us, we'll respond to. We just want you to respond to what we're dishing out every day. And while you're here, we hope you subscribe to the podcast, like, subscribe, and share. It's America's Life Coach. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There it is. Fox Across America. It is. Your radio buddy Jimmy Fallon doing the damn thing. I'm scheduled to become your TV buddy tonight at 9 o'clock on the Sean Hannity Show. But if, in fact, Donald Trump gets indicted, that could, of course, turn the whole lineup upside down. In which case, they've been showing that fancy promo all over TV all week for nothing. Uh, either way you slice it, tomorrow we're doing this show live from WHIO out in Dayton, Ohio. So you guys get your game face on. And then Saturday night, uh, you'll see me, Jenny, and Lincoln uh, at the Grand Opera House in St. Mary's, Ohio. Uh, it's a sold-out show, but we're going to be doing a wild you know, meet-and-greet and post-show after party uh, right there in town. So if you guys are in the hood and you didn't get tickets to the sold-out show, Lucy, I am sorry. Uh, but you're still welcome to come hang out and have a good time with the gang. Uh, the other stand-up news before we get back to radio. Tickets now officially on sale to see me Friday night, October the 27th, at the Helena Civic Center in Helena, Montana. That is a thing. This is not a drill. Okay, the tickets are live now. So if you're in the greater Helena area, the Montana area, come hang out. And uh, Saturday night, if you're near Idaho Falls, I will be at the Colonial Theater uh, doing a banger Saturday night. I'd love to have you guys there. And uh, these are these are solo shows, so I will actually be able to meet everybody who shows up. Bring your phone, take a selfie, put on your wacky jacket. Jimmy, look, I'm wearing glitter, too. Look at me, you know. Somebody ought to belt you in the mouth. No, they shouldn't. I love you people in your glitter jackets. We're just talking smack now. But if you're in the area, Friday, October the 27th, Helena, Montana, at the Helena Civic Center. Saturday, October the 28th, at the Colonial Theater, out there in Idaho Falls. But right now, we travel back to the 202, the Swamp, Washington, D.C. Here is KJP, okay, just dodging a hunter questions. And I bring this up, and I want to focus on it for a minute because they're in a really bad spot in the White House. What happened with this particular administration is they took the field thinking they were always going to have the media in their back pocket. This is a little lesson I can explain for you really quick. We don't really... We don't focus on this enough, okay, when we discuss politics. We, we kind of give this big block assessment of the media's relationship with the Democratic Party. Yes, it is accurate to say the media and the Democratic Party are one and the same. 99% of the media is liberal. They are activists masquerading as journalists. But their loyalty, just so you get it, is not to individual candidates. Their loyalty is to the party 
as a whole. Uh Uh-oh, I'm in trouble. Why do I say that? Because they, okay, are very transactional when it comes to doing what they need to do to get power. To give you an example, in the summer of 2020, they all built up my former governor, Hansi Andy Cuomo. Andy! Andy! But they couldn't build him up high enough. Why? Because they wanted to contrast his leadership with Donald Trump's. Look how bad Trump's doing on COVID. If only he could be more like Cuomo, who's just a model citizen around the office. You ever seen a grown man naked? Okay, so not always a model citizen. But they were building up Hansy Andy that summer to contrast him against Donald Trump, which created the perception in Cuomo town that he'd have the media in his back pocket for all of eternity. Wrong. The media, okay, you understand, latches on to useful idiots like Andrew Cuomo, like Joe Biden, if it helps them get what they want. But what Biden's about to learn is what Cuomo learned, okay? Yes, he is a useful idiot. The problem is... The media is only hiring part-time. They will turn on this administration. They are starting to ask tougher questions. Not tough enough, but there's a sentiment in the press room that this White House is just humiliating journalists by just not giving them answers, by mocking them for even asking. We were told it was irresponsible to ask if the family brought cocaine into the White House. Really? Even though there's a family member who has 100,000 pictures in his laptop of himself naked doing cocaine. Hunter's a dirtbag. Yeah, it's irresponsible. That's a, we had a, we had a wife turn up murdered. It'd be irresponsible to ask this O.J. Simpson fella. I don't know why you'd do such a thing. How about you go stop every other car on the highway that's fleeing the police? Oh, there aren't any? Oh, interesting. But it's the same thing they did with the Hunter thing. KJP flat out told us it was irresponsible for us to even ask if it could possibly be a family member's cocaine at the White House, which is what? An exercise in projection. Make them feel bad for pursuing the truth. You know who, uh, just so you understand, okay, wants to discourage you from pursuing the truth? Are you ready for it? Liars. That's who wants to stop you from pursuing the truth. Liars. So you understand Even though there was no way to get cocaine in the White House undetected unless you were a family member, understand, if you're going to cover the White House, you go through what? Metal detectors and you get sniffed by a dog every single time. If it's the Biden family dog, you might actually get bit by a dog, too. I mean, but the point is you don't get into the White House without going through those protocols, which means whoever got the cocaine into the White House didn't go through the protocols which severely limits the amount of people it could have been. But what did they try to tell us with a straight face? Well, it was left in such a heavily trafficked area, and there were no cameras. You mean to tell me in the most secure location in America they've chosen not to put cameras in the heavily trafficked areas? Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. No, no, it's the most secure location in the world. We've got armed guards and anti-aircraft machine guns on the roof. But don't get me wrong, the heavily trafficked areas where anybody can walk in, we don't surveil that. No, we just leave, we leave that, obviously. Because, you know, when you're trying to protect something, obviously you don't want to surveil the areas anybody could go into. I mean, we all know that to be true. It's like, who are we kidding here? Shame on you for even asking me. That's the position they took. And it was so arrogant. Why? They were behaving like they knew they'd get away with it. They were behaving as if they had the cops in their pockets, which they have up until now. 
but understand how transactional the media is. They see Joe Biden as historically unpopular. They see 75 percent of Americans think the country is headed in the wrong direction. Okay, yes, they have an obligation to protect Democrat presidents, and they have. But if they realize that Joe Biden is what's standing between the media and their party getting another term in the White House, okay, Joe Biden is a goner. Correct the mundo. Just a goner. That's why the tough questions are starting to come in. So here's one for KJP about gun charges. Clip two. Does he believe that someone who is charged with possessing a firearm illegally should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law? So here I'm going to be, uh, I think I know where this question is going. Mm. Uh, and I'm just going to continue to say, as it relates to this, the case that we're seeing in Delaware, I'm just going to not speak to that. Uh, it is an independent matter. That was embarrassing. Okay. And why was that question being asked? Does the president believe someone who's charged with possessing a firearm illegally should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law? Because Hunter's plea deal was not prosecuting him to the fullest extent of the law. Yet Biden gets out there every time there's a shooting and is like, we need tougher gun laws. The blood's on the hand of the NRA. Why, did they shoot anybody? No. But the blood's on their hands anyway. Because we need the tougher gun laws. Here's a newsflash. Criminals don't respect gun laws. And Joe Biden would know that if he just looked to his right and stared at his dirtbag son who didn't respect gun laws. But he wasn't charged. You and I would have got 10 years. He wasn't charged. Do you understand? You can't get out there and tell me we need more gun laws if you're not going to enforce the ones we already have when they apply to people in your orbit. So KJP says, well, you know, it's an ongoing matter. I'm going to pass you over to the Department of Justice. <laughs> Straight clown stuff. Okay, because she knows what she's really being asked. Is, isn't this a little bit of a double standard? Okay, but she just gives them a, a brazen, defiant, shut up, you don't get an answer. And for the most part, they take it. But here she is asked about the story changing. Clip three. Earlier this week, you said the president was never in business with his son. But can you say specifically that the president did not have discussions of any kind with Hunter about his business dealings? I appreciate the question. I've been asked this question multiple times in different variations in different ways. I, as you mentioned, I was asked this question multiple times on Monday. Nothing has changed. I don't have anything to add to what I stated on Monday. Stop lying to us. And she's totally lying to us. Day in and day out. The story changed. It went from, the president's never spoken to his son about his business. Now it's, the president wasn't in business with his son. Does anybody spot the difference? Okay, you understand, these are legal people surrounded by lawyers. They speak in carefully curated sound bites. When they change the words, there's a reason. There is a strategic reason they're doing it. Okay, it's because they know there's a world where the president can be proven to have spoken about business with his son. We have photos of him meeting his son's business partners for lunch. We have photos of him playing golf with his son's business partners. Now, are you going to tell me that over 18 holes of golf, they never got into their business? I mean, come. That is balderdash and hogwash and mm -hmm. I said this the other day. If I was playing a round of golf with the CEO of Hooters, at some point, we're going to talk about boobies. I love it when you talk dirty. Now, to be clear, if I was playing golf with the CEO of 
Mother Goose Story Hour. We're going to talk boobies. It's a, if it was Ronald McDonald, we're probably going to talk boobies at some point or another because who doesn't like him? You know, I, mean, I, I think he's got a point. But stick with me here. I'm not trying to objectify you women. I know you're brilliant, and I love you for your brains. But the point is there's no world where you're playing golf with Hunter's business partners, going to lunch with Hunter's business partners, calling Hunter's business partners on speakerphone, or having them to the White House under Barack Obama 84 different times without talking business. They just happen to be in the neighborhood. Ah, I forgot my iPhone charger. Can I come by the, the White House, plug it in? No, that's not what was going on. Hey, guys, my phone rang. I thought it might have been you. Uh, never happened to you? You thought somebody, and they did Maybe I'll come by the White House. We'll talk about it. Yeah, that's not what they were doing. They weren't watching the Sopranos finale. Okay, here is Biden. This was 2019. When the lies started to unravel, Hillary Vaughn asked him, clip seven. There is a photo of you uh, golfing with your son, Hunter, and his business partner, Devin Archer. Do you stand by your statement that you did not discuss any of your son's overseas business? Yes, I stand by that statement. I mean. You're a bald-faced liar. A liar. Yeah, no, there's a photo of you playing golf with your son. Understand, this is after he repeatedly said he never talked to his son about business. Guys, come on, man. How is a people... As a people, not as Republicans or Democrats, how as a people are any of us willing to accept that a father doesn't talk to his son about his business? Okay? A father talks to his son about everything. If a father's giving you the car, he asks where you're going with it. If you walk in the door, father asks you how your day was, asks you how school was, how was football practice, how was that little party you went to with your friends? Okay, there is no world where parents aren't talking to their kids about their businesses. Nowhere in the history of the world has ever someone been like, oh, you have a son? How old is he? He's, uh, you know, he's 32. Oh, what's he do for a living? I don't know. We've uh, we've never talked about it. I have no idea what he did. You know, it's funny that you ask. I should ask. I've never talked to him about his businesses before. Folks, are you kidding me? Seriously. Is there anybody out there on board with this who's that stupid? That you'd be on board with this? Seriously. I'm not trying to talk down to people. I do a lot of stupid things. Have you seen some of the clothes I wear on TV? But our political divide has gotten so bitter that there are people willing to buy this. Oh, look at these Republicans giving Biden a hard time. Give the guy a break. He never talked to his son about his businesses before. In what world is there a dad who's not talking to his son about his businesses? Steve knows. He's in Cholo, Arizona. Yo, Steve. James. My man. <laughs> How's it going? I have a couple of points. Good. I'm all worked up. You go ahead and make them so I calm down. Yeah. So old Joey, he said, son, where are you, where are you taking the nine-car motorcade? Ne- hey, never, never mind. I don't need to know. <laughs> he didn't even know. He's not yeah. supposed to ask. You don't talk to your kids about what they do, right? My dad has no idea what I do. People are like, is your son on Fox? To-? No, I don't know. We never talked about our his business. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Second of all, hey. I love listening to you, man. I listen for the occasional intellect, uh, mm-hmm. but mostly the comedy delivery. Oh, thanks, man. I'm uh, trying over here. It's the drugs. So don't you can't compliment me publicly because then i got to give my drug dealer a raise. Yeah, the way Lincoln says Biden sucks is just – it makes me laugh out loud, actually. <laughs> well, there's anyway. truth in every joke, just so you know. <laughs> my last point, the reason I really called is uh, poor KJP. You know, he's just a private citizen. So what I was thinking was – 
is uh, next time you, Janie, and Lincoln uh, go to D.C., just put your name on the list there to stay in the people's house. <laughs> yeah, just private citizens can do that, right? You just walk <laughs> in the door. What are we doing at this La Quinta, Jenny? We could be staying in the week. Lincoln could be in the Lincoln bedroom. Is that what you're telling me? 10-4, that's what I'm telling you, James. And uh, <laughs> the other thing, just make sure you bring a bag of Coke and a laptop. <laughs> Steve. You're a, a great caller and an even better travel agent. I love you for this, man. We'll do it again. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs> See you, man. Back after this. You're hanging out with Jimmy Fallon on Fox Across America. There it is, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Michael standing by in Knoxville, Tennessee. Yo, Michael. Yo, Jimmy. Hey, where where's your show in Montana again? Where, Ooh, what's the city? Helena, Montana. Fantastic. Well, you you told your folks uh, uh, to wear their special jackets to your show. You're going to cause a run like a Black Friday event on every Goodwill and Salvation Army in Montana. What are you doing, man? <laughs> <laughs> it's not true because I've tried to donate my jackets and they won't take them. <laughs> oh, I bet they would gladly take them. What are you talking about? All right, well, that'll be uh, the next time. What a great time. Hey, be ready. It's hotter in Montana right now than it is in Florida. What is going on up there, man? Oh, man, I should probably donate to John Kerry or something. I don't know what to do now. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, remember uh, Biden's dog, you know, actually the second dog he's had that's mm. using Secret Service agents as chew toys? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So we've had <laughs> cocaine bear. We've had cocaine shark. I think we're getting set up for cocaine dog. White House edition. What do you say? <laughs> you should pitch this on Shark Tank. See if they'll throw some money behind it. You're calling into the wrong show, Michael. I think I think they'd throw money behind this. There's a writer's strike right now, so you don't really need anything. All you got to do is coke up the dog and turn him loose, and it sounds like they're already halfway there. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. might have just solved yeah. this Hollywood strike, Michael. <laughs> He's going around sniffing it all up. Man. Turning loose. Isn't that, that's, that's the funny thing uh, is we could use a cocaine president because the guy would stay awake at these meetings. So Hey, mm-hmm. I know you go down to Florida a lot. You've heard of square groupers, right? Yeah, oh the what what oh wow that's funny. You stumped me for a minute. <laughs> square. Good for you. What are they what are they fishing for? Oh, they're looking for square groupers down there in the key. <laughs> oh, very gosh. very well said. Well, it is not Hunter's cocaine. He said he just needed to sniff it to find out. So don't you worry about it. <laughs> Michael, great call as always, brother. Let's do it again soon. Thanks, buddy. My man. We love Michael. He's a national treasure. We just have to figure out which nation. I kid, Michael. You are a legend. You call in any time to the show. Nobody likes it. Uh, Cocaine Dog, he said. That was the name. (laughs) That was the name of the film. I'm pretty sure, Michael, we really do have a cocaine dog right now. It's a mess out there. But we will clean it up in the next hour. Kevin Walling batting leadoff. A surrogate for the Biden campaign. Buckle up. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Here we go. Here we go. Coming to you live from the greatest country in the world. Broadcasting, as we always do, from the tippy top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Fired up to bring you an embarrassment of radio riches in this hour. As we are joined at the tippy top of the hour 
tippy top of the hour by a man who happens to be a surrogate for the Biden campaign. This is the biggest schmuck I've ever met. Maybe so, but we love the guy. Kevin Walling is in the house. Hey, hey Jim. Great never, to see you. I've never been at the tippy top. This is moving on up. Well, is, we got to play the Jeffersons or we something got like the that. Toys. This is a big deal. What do you think? How do you think I got here? That's what the Millennium Falcon's <laughs> doing in the studio. We had to fly here. I love it. I had to rent a Wookiee. A re- you can't own one in New York because of the zoning laws. That's true. We rented one, and here we are, right in the studio. <laughs> Kevin Walling, fresh off the outnumbered couch. Sprinted up here. The lovely ladies of outnumbered. They were great. It was um, a great show. I can't imagine what they talk about on a day like today. But uh, <laughs> what a, I guess the the lead question then is, you know, it's not not for you to steer the show. I didn't mean to make you work that hard. Uh, but have you uh, applied for a job on the Newsom campaign yet? Uh, I have not. Uh, California is a lovely place, according to all the all that we see. Across I don't know. He Fox, seems to like D.C. better programming. Uh, you know, Gavin Newsom. We talked about this before, Jimmy. Gavin Newsom, since he was 12, has wanted to be president. Yep. So. You know, uh, you know, he's running this kind of national PAC campaign and stuff like that. I think he's going to run in six years. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe that's a good answer. I mean, I was going to suggest even the DeSantis campaign because it's on the East Coast. But uh, they're not hiring right now. I don't <laughs> know if you heard. Let's... They are dropping like flies. <laughs> it's un... I got to tell you, man, there is a level of arrogance to his campaign. Let's start there. Okay. And I've been saying this on the show forever. When he launched on Twitter Spaces. Okay. Did he actually launch? Uh, no, that's the point. But <laughs> yeah. stick with me. Okay, but when he chose to do that to me, I was like, all right, this isn't the end of his campaign because it's it was a, you know it was a story for a half hour, but the, the it showed a weird judgment to me because I was like, who would stake all of their political fortunes on this untested app? Now, lucky for him, it didn't have the pop culture impact that it would have. Because there were no late night shows. There was no daily show. There's a writer strike going on. So he didn't really get his feet held to the fire for it. It was just people online making fun of him. Which oh, yeah. Is the, that was the limit of the reach, though. Yeah. But to me, it really did demonstrate bad instincts. And what I'm learning over the course of this campaign so far is he does seem to have them. Like, that was a little bit of an indicator. No, he's got terrible instincts. And I, I don't think he surrounds them. You know, it's he and his wife for the most part. They don't, they're not even on email or text message because they're so worried about subpoenas and stuff like that. So they're so insular. So no one's telling him that you shouldn't do this, Gov, or you should do this, Gov. And it's all – you know this better than me. It's all about expectations, uh-huh. right? He allowed Donald Trump to spend millions of dollars for three months uh-huh. while he was equivocating down in Tallahassee running uh-huh. the yeah. state, right? He uh-huh. said, I'll tell everybody after the, the uh, session. And that opened him up to attacks. His best month on the campaign trail was before he announced last January when he was neck and neck with the, uh, the former president. Yeah, it's weird because he's gone down since he's gotten in. Yeah. And he has like a weird likability problem from what he's pollsters kind of are telling guy, me. I, think. I don't know, but it's crazy because yeah. now we're looking at a situation where we're told Trump could get indicted a third time today, mm-hmm. a third time. His poll numbers will likely go up. And he'll raise a ton of money off of it, too. Oh, you better believe it. But this is the thing that's so crazy. I think it's reflective of we really have damaged faith in our institutions in this country. Mm -hmm. And I think the institutions are responsible for that. I think there's an unprecedented manner in which they went after Trump that we could have our issues with his behavior. Sure. But if we've never indicted somebody once in 247 years— and now we've got a group on to indict the guy. We're on number three right now. Yeah. A lot of people see this as like kangaroo court stuff. It's like that deli counter taking number. Yeah, yeah. Now yeah. when they're just prosecutors are just taking numbers, they're like, did we do 82 yet? <laughs> like, I want some bologna. Slice it thin. Slice listen, it thin now. Listen, I'm a Democrat. I, 
I don't think it's a good thing for this country no. that a former president has been indicted multiple times. Now we can adjudicate the you know the basis of those indictments. I don't think it's also good that a, the son of a, a, a current president mm-hmm. has been indicted. Um, that's not good for this country either. Because mm-hmm. again, to your point, we got to restore faith in institutions. Yeah. Because again, who's going to clean our clock? It's China, yep. right? If we don't restore faith in our institutions, have a singular mindset, you can disagree, and we disagree all the time. That's mm-hmm. why I love this show. Mm-hmm. But we're going to have our our lunches eaten by China if we don't get this stuff together. Now, hold on, because there are some checks and balances. I agree with you on that. But mm-hmm. will China eat our lunch if the Bidens continue to do their bidding in the White House, or will they back off? I mean, they sent a lot of money. Can't you play that uh, Chewbacca thing again? Do, <laughs> do that. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it, Kevin Walling, and then we'll break in, because I got breaking yeah. news. Mikey, my producer, yeah. just sent me a Truth Social post from Trump. And this is significant for two reasons. One, Trump is weighing in on a potential indictment. But two, it means Mikey logged off the porn site and was on a real news site during the show. This is not common. uh, This is a watershed moment on the show. You better get off that Wi-Fi quick. But let's talk for a second. Doesn't it seem a little odd to you, not Kevin Walling, the the surrogate, Mm -hmm. okay, just a human being with no background in politics. Is it weird that if you're being faced with a tax uh, charge and a gun charge, Mm that you'd be also negotiating for immunity from any other potential charges that could come your way. Yeah, 100%. And, okay. and again, the, you know, I think there's, there was a disconnect, obviously, between the, the U.S. attorney mm-hmm. and you know, the Biden legal team. Uh-huh. And the fact that they knew the contours of this plea arrangement since June 20th, right? Mm-hmm. And you go into court with all these questions, of course it was going to get shot down yeah. over procedural issues mm-hmm. that should have been worked out long ago. And I hope they come back, they've slim it down, they but, recoup, and they figure out, okay, what this is actually about, those years in terms of but, tax. And then, you know, obviously but, there's other cases yeah. against Hunter, too. Yeah, I was going to say, what might those future charges be? Does it I concern you that there might have been 15 shell companies that took foreign money? How many? Let me tell you a question. Okay. Yeah. You're engaged to be married. You guys yes. go out to dinner. You're very I, so- I am today. Let's yeah, see if very- I stay that way. <laughs> hey, you're very socially active. Yeah. Do you ever go out to dinner or engage in any type of you go out for drinks, you split the bill? And we per- never split the bill. Okay. He always pays. Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, you might not be engaged if this <laughs> I know, keeps right? up. I may take him from you. Hey, girl. Move uh, over, Jenny. St- <laughs> Jenny! Well, this is awkward. Call home. <laughs> <laughs> How was your, your day? Funny you should ask. Funny you should ask, Jenny. Uh, Pack but your stay, bags. Have you ever been out to dinner uh, or anywhere where you were splitting the check and the, the person you were splitting it with was like, I'll tell you what, don't send it to me. Send it through 15 shell companies <laughs> that will ultimately deposit it in my grandkids' account. Do you walk away from that meal going, well, that was a totally legitimate conversation we had there? Yeah, of course. Of course <laughs> I do. Isn't that, isn't, <laughs> that, isn't that what Venmo is? You know, <laughs> going through all these different shell you companies? Through, and, yeah, yeah, time was you could wire money through yeah. 15 shell. <laughs> that was a clown answer. We love you. All right, are you ready for the Truth Social Post? Let's do it. Kevin Walling is I'm in seated. studio, and I love him. Sitting down. Okay. My attorneys had a productive meeting with the DOJ this morning. Explaining in detail that I did nothing wrong, was advised by many lawyers, and that an indictment of me would only further destroy our country. No indication of notice was given during the meeting. Do not trust the fake news on anything. So what he's saying there, Mikey, is that I might still be on Hannity tonight. (laughs) (laughs) And not get bumped. Because if he gets indicted, guess who ain't going to be on Hannity tonight? I'll be be home. I might be watching. I don't even know why you're dragging that back to – he's back to the porn sites. He (laughs) He already gave me the – he's he's not even listening to this. He's on (laughs) nymphonurses.com or whatever the hell he's watching in there. I forget. Uh, But he's not wrong that it does damage the country to continuously have these indictments. I hope there's no timetable for a third. What I find interesting about this one, for real, this is just getting past the politics, Mm -hmm. is if they were going to indict him for January 6th, 
It could have happened any time. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if the crossing of the Rubicon by Alvin Bragg is what's just making this possible. Because it's not like there's new information. We yeah. knew January 6th. We had an impeachment over January 6th. We had the January 6th committee, which, mm-hmm. by the way, was slickly produced with primetime ABC producers. <laughs> not that they were trying to use that for political gain. <laughs> He's laughing, Kevin Walling. So the point is to do this now, uh, the timing of this, very suspicious. I don't, I don't know if it's suspicious. I, I, you know, there, there was a lot of news coverage of, uh, on Merrick Garland actually, not, I wouldn't say giving Trump the benefit of the doubt, but delaying any kind of prosecution about Donald Trump, letting the process play out. They've obviously been going after the folks that entered the Capitol illegally. I think the thing that actually spurred them on was the January 6th committee. I don't think Marilyn Garland wants to go down this road. It's not great for you know President Biden right, to go down this road because, again, it's all political, right, in the eyes of people saying you're mm-hmm. prosecuting you know, your yeah, chief yeah. rival and stuff like that. Um, but I, I think to your point, in terms of restoring institutional uh, uh, support and faith, they had to do this, right? You can't, you can't not prosecute someone because of their position, and you can't prosecute someone because of their position, so right? No one's above the law. So are you saying they should uh, impeach Biden? I'm saying you should buy my Chinese food meal next time <laughs> so I don't have to Venmo you through a Me, shell company. Yo, we are in studio by KJP apparently stands for Kevin Jean-Pierre. <laughs> couple of non-answers. I'm not going to lie. It's the Hatch Act. It's couple the Hatch Act. Of, I, I can't talk to you about that. this. <laughs> Here's the good news. Yeah. I don't actually think uh, Biden will get impeached. No. Because I don't think the vast majority of the Republicans are anything other than like a uniparty controlled opposition. Yeah. It's not. It's not about evidence. I, I'm saying I don't. I've I've seen plenty of things that have made me say, "Hey, we should maybe be looking at this a little harder." But I think the thing you got going for you is there's about 12 Republicans that actually do things, yeah. and a lot of Republicans that are just you know going to Cafe Milano. That's a good Pinot Noir. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sign so me up. if you were to make a prediction on this show, we've got a minute. Yeah. Does he get impeached? Yes or no? I don't think so. Okay. I, I, because I think to your point, you know, uh, Speaker McCarthy has a four-seat majority. If mm-hmm. he wants to increase the size of that majority, he's not going to go down this impeachment road mm-hmm. uh, just because the, the evidence isn't there. And, you know, they're, they're trafficking, and, oh, we're going to impeach Mayorkas, we're going to impeach Garland. We can't – the problem is we throw around impeachment mm-hmm. as if it's another political tool. Well, and it really cannot I, be I know, but it kind of became one. I don't know if you heard under the last administration. <laughs> well, I would say those two are justified. <laughs> Kevin Jean-Pierre. <laughs> that's a great name. It is. That's like, that could be a poor name right there. <laughs> is That's the KJP. Is it, what's your middle name? Like you look it up. Uh, Peter. Oh, okay. Yeah. Kevin J.P. So there's a P Pierre. in there somewhere. Yeah, that's Pierre, uh, right? Kevin Jean-Pierre. Mm-hmm. We love having you on the show, man. That's I don't know. Comb over, I don't right? know where the time went. It goes by so fast. But it was exciting. Good luck with dinner tonight. Thank you. You and the hubs are going out. <laughs> and I appreciate all of your answers and your non-answers. I there appreciate them as well. Get them out of here. Get them out It is Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. How about it one more time for my man, Kevin Walling? Boom! Boom! That was the worst thing I ever heard! Oh, stop it. We're just being silly. And if you want to see us be silly in person, my goodness, today is the day. Tickets are on sale to see me Friday night, October the 27th at the Helena Civic Center out in Helena, Montana, ladies and gentlemen. That's where we're headed. That's exactly what I expect. A raucous night in Helena, Montana. 
which will, of course, be followed by a second raucous night on Saturday, October the 28th. We will be at the Colonial Theater in Idaho Falls. It's going to get nuts. So if you're in the area, come hang out, man. It's going to be a bender. I will by then have just wrapped up shooting my stand-up comedy special for Fox, which is going to debut in January of 2024. And I'll actually be like off the grid, ready to bottom out. So you can come. You can you can actually you can see what I really eat like and drink like when I don't have to be on TV for four or five days. That boy is a P.I.G. pig. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's going to be wild. And you get a good stand up show out of it as well. Although the best comedy anywhere in town right now. Might be uh, your DHS secretary, Alejandro Mayorkas. So yesterday they had the hearing on Capitol Hill over the conditions at the border. There's been this big debate with the great state of Texas. Shout out to our KTBB listeners. Uh, the great state of Texas, of course. Imp, imp, uh, imp, imp. <laughs> Hold on a second. Work through this for a second. This is Do you speak in English? Implementing. A system of buoys in the river, buoys and barbed wire, to deter people from crossing. Something that has, in fact, lowered drowning deaths in the river because people are less likely to attempt to cross if they know they can't get over. Ergo, they take it over and cross via the state bridges. That's true. That is true. Okay, so it's actually a good thing. But this battle is only taking place in Texas. Why? Because the government itself is not adequately funding and resourcing our border. You have no idea how to defend a nation. That being said, at a time when 6 million people have come into this country illegally, 6 million people. That can't be good. Okay, overwhelming the resources, not just in the border towns, but in the other towns where migrants have been relocated to. I mean, you think of all these sanctuary cities like New York who are now flat out saying, we can't take anymore. Democrats are so full of crap. But they're blaming it on the relocation acts of guys like Ron DeSantis when in truth there'd be nobody to relocate if Democrats were securing the border. That is correct. Here is Nadler uh, yesterday. Jerry Nadler, Fat Jerry as Trump used to call him. Fat Jerry Nadler. <laughs> Nadler and Mayorkas, a meeting of the minds, if ever there was one, talking about the border and claiming with a straight face it's not open. Clip 22. Mr. Secretary, I want to address some of the outlandish claims my colleagues have made and put them to rest at the outset of this hearing. My Republican colleagues claim that the border is open. Is the border open, Mr. Secretary? No, it is not. Thank you, Mr. Secretary. The border is not open, and to say so is not only false, but is really an insult to I mean, straight, straight clown stuff out of Fat Jerry Nadler. And Mayorkas no better. Nah, the the border's not open. I don't know, quick one. I just, again, I'm not an expert. I'm not, that's the whole hook of the show is that I get on the air and admit that I'm not an expert. I'm just a regular guy giving you regular analysis. If the border's not open... How did 6 million people get in? I think he's got a point. Seriously, how did 6 million people get in if the border is not open? And if 6 million people have gotten in to this closed border, what would it look like if the border was actually open? I mean... Such an idiot. Seriously. No, no. 
You don't understand. The border's closed. Don't you hate when you go to the store? It's 8.01. 8.01 at night. And you're like, yeah, sorry, we closed at 8. You're like, dang it. And then they let 6 million people into the store anyway. Are you stupid or something? <laughs> you hate that? Do you remember in vacation when they drive across the country to Wally World? And they get there and John Candy's like, sorry, folks, park's closed. Moose out front should have told you. But then they let 6 million people into the park because it was closed? No, you don't remember that. Why? Because it didn't happen. Okay, the border is not closed. And when it comes to border security, it's not about what you say. It's about what you do. The message migrants, human traffickers, drug cartels, coyotes, the message they get at our border does not come out of anyone's mouth. The message they get is based on what we do when they get here. Okay, people now come across our border hoping to get caught. They're not even trying to evade authorities because in the new policy under the new under the Biden administration, okay, people who get apprehended at the border get set free. Hey, here you go. What city you want to go to? Now promise, promise you're going to come back to your asylum hearing. 90% of the people don't show up to their hearing. And do they actually get like deported or tracked down for breaking that law? The answer would be no. No. So you understand the message you're sending to people is not the border's not open. The message you're sending to people is come on down. Tell them like it is. Okay, and they are coming on down. Six million people. Six million people have made it into this country under Mayorkas, and he's sitting here with a straight face telling you the border is closed. That's stupid. Use your common sense. If only he had some. It's the number one children's show in the country. He's a lot better at radio than he is being a dad. (gasps) Oh, snap. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There it is. Back in action. Big Thursday episode on Fox Across America. Your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon, will become your TV buddy tonight. I'll be joining Sean Hannity for a live audience show in the 9 p.m. hour right here on the Fox News channel. Why? Because he knows where his ratings bread is buttered. You are so dumb. You are really dumb. For real. Stop it. Sean's great. We're going to have a good time. I love his audience. They're rowdy. And I'm I'm in a really peppy mood because I'm on the road tomorrow. We're doing this show live from WHIO down in Dayton, Ohio tomorrow. And, of course, Saturday night I will be appearing at the Grand Opera House in St. Mary's. The tickets are sold out. I'm sorry, Lucy, if you're listening. Oh, man, as much as I'd love to have her come to a show for real. Uh, But the tickets are sold out for that one. But if you're in the area of Wapak or St. Mary's, uh, we are absolutely positively going to be having an after party uh, right there in town. Jenny Phelan knows the name of the location. It escapes me in this moment, but I will update the broadcast for anybody listening in the area uh, by the end of the show. In fact, I'm going to text her right now uh, before we delve into this next topic. So if you saw Mitch McConnell yesterday uh, in front of the podium glitching out. This could be a problem. It was uh, sad and a hard thing to watch, but he clearly was having some type of a neurological situation that froze him for a good 20 seconds. 
Again, I obviously feel for Mitch on a multitude of levels. One is the fact that he's dealing with some type of neurological difficulty. Two is that if he keeps glitching in public, the Democrats are going to make him president. Come on, man. I mean, dude, who do you think you are? Joe Biden? Uh, McConnell actually joked uh, because he said Biden checked in on him after the fact. And he told Biden that someone sandbagged him. Like, do you remember that famous instant incident of Biden delivering the commencement speech in Colorado and then falling, falling as he was making his way back off the stage, <laughs> fell on his face? Biden is such a disaster. But again, I don't take any pride in saying that. I feel bad for these guys. And to be clear, it's not how old they are. It's the condition they're in. There are guys in their 90s that are in much better condition than Joe Biden and Mitch McConnell. But the behavior of guys like Joe Biden and Mitch McConnell is making a stronger case for term limits than anything we've ever seen. Okay, here is the McConnell clip. It's I got to be honest with you. It's hard to watch. It's not as unnerving to listen to, but you'll get a sense for what took place. It's clip 29. The president called to check on me. I told him I got sandbagged. Oh, nice. How are you feeling now, sir? Uh, How are you feeling now? I'm fine. Have you seen a doctor? Are you going to Any see idea what happened? Huh? Any idea what happened? I'm fine. That's Dehydrated? <laughs> Gotta watch those sandbags. So he's making jokes. But if you watch the actual video, which I can't really play you because nothing happens, he just steps up to the podium and doesn't open his mouth. And he stands there for about 20 seconds, like clearly frozen, at which point they check on him and walk him away. They walk him off the stage. Uh, not ideal. And I feel for the guy. I genuinely do. And I'm glad he can joke about it. But, of course, there's always going to be somebody in the media to swoop in and try to politicize this, too. The media is a bunch of losers. Here is Nicole Wallace saying if Joe Biden glitched, there'd be impeachment proceedings from the Republican Party. I got to be honest with you, Nicole. I don't know, you know, how life is where you are. But here on Earth, Joe Biden glitches all the time. Okay, when you talk about if Joe Biden glitched, the Republicans would throw an impeachment party. I mean, was we hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by go. You know, the you know, the thing. Is there any impeachment uh, for that sort of thing? The answer would be no. How about this, Biden? Make sure the television, excuse me, make sure you have the record player on at night. The, the, the phone. The point is, it happens all the time. Joe Biden glitches as a candidate. As a president, you know, the rapidly rising uh, um, uh, in with uh, with uh, I don't know. uh, We have a president that is clearly not all there. But here is Nicole Wallace getting bitter angry. Oh, she's so great. When you watch MSNBC, like some of these people, the white, it's the white people, self-hating white people. Nicole Wallace, Joe Scarborough, Mika Brzezinski. They have a seething, just a dripping contempt. They hate Republicans. And they spend all day hating them, day in, day out, so they don't have to look inward at the things they hate about themselves. I agree with that. That's who these people are. That's where this whole stampede of self-righteousness comes from on MSNBC. The whole network is just devoted to telling you who's a racist, but not you. That's the whole network. Ah, these Republicans, Jason Aldean, he's a racist. I'll tell you why he's a racist, right? You know why, right? He's singing about stopping crime. Who commits all the crime? You know who? The black people. Am I right? What the hell did you just say? Exactly. The Jason Aldean protest is only possible if you think that black people are the criminals. 
Be- why do I say that? Because he doesn't mention black people. Okay, he doesn't say, try that in a white town. He says, try that in a small town. But in the liberal worldview, where they push things like segregated graduation ceremonies, you know how many colleges had segregated graduations last year? A few hundred of them, including the Ivy League schools. And all of these, this like neo-segregation is being pushed by people who call themselves progressives. I'm sick and tired of all this bullshit. A lot of people are because it's weapons grade stupid. But again, that's the contempt the left has for people on the right, for people like yourself. They just such a visceral hatred that they can't let something happen in society would turn it without turning it into an exercise in hating conservatives, in hating somebody, because, again, they don't want to hate themselves, but they have no choice because they just do. Listen to this Nicole Wallace clip. It's fantastic just for how terrible it is. Clip 30. I'm just going to say it because it needs to be said. I wish him well. I, I, I wish no ill health on any human being in the arena or outside of it. And if this were Joe Biden, there would be impeachment proceedings underway for Sentis Interruptus. What would you do with a brain if you had one? I mean, were there impeachment <laughs> sentences, with impeachment proceedings underway for Biden making up words? Do you realize you, we have a president, you can't play him in Scrabble because half of his vocabulary isn't real? Let me know if you'll give him the points, okay, in Scrabble for this one. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true and international effort to pressure. Probably not. Listen, I'm not a Scrabble champion, but true and accurate. It's it's not. It's not a word. Okay, do you remember the State of the Union when he goes, now is the time to choose between unity and schmeckina hemina hemina. And everybody was like, yeah, no, yeah, 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 definitely. Unity's better than Schmegana Hemana Hema. It is. I, I mean it. I mean, I don't know that it is because I've never tried the Schmegana Hemana Hemana. But the point is, no, we didn't impeach him for that. Yeah, we talk about his condition and it's not good. But do you see where Nicole Wallace had to just turn it into this other thing? Okay. We feel bad for Joe Biden. We don't hate the fact, okay, we don't hate him for the fact that he's in the condition that he's in. We hate that his family is exploiting him. We hate that his party is exploiting him. Joe Biden could literally, okay, and I'm not hoping for this, but Joe Biden could literally die and be cremated, placed in an urn, and the Democrats would be willing to have him be their nominee in 2024. In fact, they would hope he could be their nominee in 2024 because it means he'd have less pull in the next administration than he even does in the first one. Okay, he is purely a vessel for them, president in name only, and he allows them to ram through any type of big bureaucracy, you know, government overreach they want because it is a iTunes user agreement of a presidency. Scroll to the bottom and click I agree. That's how this works. Hey, Joe. We're going to end all the border security, hold the border construction. What? Just scroll to the bottom, click I agree. Shut up. All right, I agree. Hey, Joe, we're going to whack the Keystone Energy Pipeline, relinquish our energy independence. No, no, it'll make the Saudis rich. Russia, Russia will get rich. It'll be great. What? Hey, hey, you scroll to the bottom. You shut up. All right, all right. And that's what they do. That's this presidency. So they like the fact that Biden's a disaster. All the things the Republicans point to as a detriment are a plus in the eyes of the Democrats.
It's no different than the southern border. We scream and yell every day. Ah, the border's open. Human trafficking. Fentanyl deaths. This is bad. Six million illegal people crossed into the country, strained our resources. But the Democrats think it's good because they're hoping a great percentage of these people will ultimately vote Democrat. And they try to say that's controversial. Oh, it's some kind of great replacement theory. No, it's not. Do you have any clips we could play you of the Democrats warning the Republicans? Ah, the Republicans are racist. They're upset that the demographics are changing in this country because of immigration. They flat out admit to it. And here's the thing. We're not saying don't come. None of us. We're saying come here legally. You are correct, sir. That's what we're saying. We're not saying don't come. We're saying come here legally. Everything the Democrats try to frame as hateful or transphobic, okay, is done through the context of omission. Oh, we're transphobic because we don't want biological men competing against biological women. But what's the omission there? We didn't say trans people can't compete in sports. We said they should compete against people of their same biology so we have a level playing field. But the Democrats omit that part of the argument and say we're intolerant. But it's not intolerant to give somebody their own division. Okay, what's intolerant is saying that anyone who disagrees with you should be fired from their job and forced out of the marketplace of ideas. But that's what they do. But it's fascinating to watch a moment like this where McConnell has a it's a really rough moment. If you watch the video, I, you know, it was a hard thing for me to look at, but it makes a really strong case for term limits. OK, it really does, because these are delicate positions and that the, the, these people hold, you know, Senate Minority Leader, President of the United States. And we avoid talking about them because they're difficult. But if they're difficult, OK, to talk about, should they really be working in difficult positions? I mean, the truth is no. And that's why a guy like me keeps speaking out. Okay, there's not a big, you know, rush to get McConnell out of there in the Republican Party, just like there's not a big rush to get Joe Biden out of there in the Republican Party because they don't need to be in functioning capacity for the big government around them to function. That's the scam here. Okay, the go along to get along uniparty that runs our country, okay, doesn't care how competent the figureheads are because the figureheads ain't calling the shots. Now, sometimes that's a good thing because these figureheads don't know what they're doing. But here's a newsflash. If you've looked at the state of the country, the bureaucrats running this place don't have any clue either. We have people in Washington that don't know what they're doing. A show with substance and style. This is my oldest guy in the boy band look. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. He's a good-looking Italian. It is Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. And uh, we got to take a quick, quick pivot over to the 2024 campaign trail where a lot of people thought Ron DeSantis was the guy to take this thing. Wrong. DeSantis now in third. I think the story of the week for him uh, came from Brett Baer when he announced that DeSantis was laying off a third, a third of his campaign staff. This is clip 33. You know, when you take a look at governors and, and their history here, you know, this sense of inevitability that's built around them. Jeb Bush, we remember him. We talked about Tim Pawlenty. Scott uh, Walker. Scott Walker. Could Ron DeSantis be the latest in that group? He's desperately trying not to be. 
Um, but this is a big sign. A third of your campaign staff, we haven't even gotten to August as of yet. Uh, there were real concerns by big donors, we were told, of the spending, uh, the burn rate. And they were spending a lot of money but not getting a lot of bang for their buck. He is trailing in every poll by 20, 30, sometimes 40 points, uh, depending on the poll, depending on the state. And you just haven't seen the traction for the guy that was supposed to be uh, the guy. Get him out of here. Get him out. And there was an arrogance to the DeSantis campaign uh, that really is blown up in his face right now. It's not to say the race is over. We've got a debate. Okay, it's coming up August the 23rd right here on the Fox News channel. By the way, you want to talk about big looks for your radio buddy. That week I will be hosting Fox News Saturday night at 10 p.m. So you'll watch the debate on our channel. Everybody in the world will be glued to Fox. Then you get to see my fat face. How about that? Unbelievable. I'm excited. But anyway, DeSantis, stick with me. Let's get past the self-promotion for a minute. Shall we, Jimmy? Fine. Okay, DeSantis walked into this thing with a lot of arrogance. Florida thriving as it is. Okay, and believe me, he has been a phenomenal governor for the people of Florida. There's been a lot of blowback in recent weeks because of homeowners insurance and how he's letting his state sort of be abandoned. And we've had callers to the show complain about it. But the reality is a lot of handicappers thought DeSantis would easily be the guy if only because Trump has so much baggage. DeSantis has a thriving state and pretty much agrees with Trump on every policy. Ergo, you get rid of the controversial guy, you replace him with the safe bet, and away you go. That was the prevailing wisdom. you know. And in a lot of instances where their records clash, it's DeSantis who has the advantage. Like when you talk about COVID— DeSantis did not let Fauci destroy his economy. DeSantis did not let Fauci stop his kids from going to school. DeSantis didn't mandate the vaccine. He took a targeted approach to seniors, but didn't implement mask mandates and didn't destroy his state. That's why it's thriving. Trump, in a lot of ways, because of the politics of 2020, kept Fauci along a lot longer than most rational people would have given his performance. Fauci's just pulling stuff out of his butt. So in that regard, I give DeSantis a huge advantage in the head-to-head matchup. But the truth is, when it comes to the primary, he's not getting it done, man. Like right now, when you're firing a third of your staff, people can spin this as, ah, they make changes all the time. You know, when he ran for governor, he fired people, too. It's this is normal. Come on. Don't bullshit me. You understand it's not normal. Okay, DeSantis waited as long as humanly possible to get into the race because he had a supermajority in the state legislature. And he wanted to implement and, you know, all kinds of new legislation, things that would ultimately help his constituents before he got into the race. That was a smart move. But from there, the arrogance kicked in because his biggest political moment of his life would be his announcement for the presidency. Okay, and he decided to hold it on Twitter spaces, an unproven medium that had never been trusted to carry that bandwidth before, he staked the launch of his presidential campaign on an untested app. You must have got manure for your brains. I mean, seriously, why do we know that? Because the app didn't function. It crashed. And it took an hour and a half. And I'm not saying everyone holds that against him, and that's why he's not surging in the polls. But I'm saying, for me, that was the first tell that their political instincts might not be that good. 
And that, coupled with the fact that they've spent a gazillion dollars and they're not yet closing the gap, has big donors rethinking. And now you're starting to see money go to Tim Scott. Tim Scott getting $40 million to spend in Iowa, as Shannon Bream said on our show yesterday, is an indication that people in the big donor class are not buying what DeSantis is selling. And it's only going to get scarier from here because we haven't even made it to debate number one and a third of the staff is gone. Heaven forbid shows up, Trump shows up and mops the floor with the guy. DeSantis is going to be auditioning for Dancing with the Stars before anybody pulls a voting lever in Iowa. Go home to mommy. Go home. Bye. Go home to mommy. Go home to mommy. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, girl, here we go. Here we go. Big hour coming up of Fox Across America, your home for top shelf radio in a bottom feeding political world. I am your super sexy host, Jimmy Fallon, ready to do the damn thing at 888-788-9910. And don't throw the challenge flag. I call myself super sexy. There's a lot of chubby chasers out there uh, listening to the show, watching me on TV. I mean, come on. Put that cookie down now. Uh, They sent the guy back again. Uh, Big hour. Senator from the great state of Louisiana, Bill Cassidy. Senator Bill Cassidy is going to be joining us. I will get his thoughts on the investigations into the Biden family. Are you the big man, Joe? Sounds like he is. Uh, We will also have a grown-up talk about UFOs which are now called UAPs, Unidentified Area Phenomena. The House Oversight Committee receiving testimony yesterday from some people, uh, worked in the Air Force, worked in special divisions of our intel community, that flat out said, oh yeah, we've got aliens, we've got non-human pilots, we've got spaceships, we've got things that aren't from Earth. This could be a problem. i got to tell you, the first problem is the fact that it's not the biggest story in the world. We devoted a hundred years of pop culture to the fact that the biggest existential event that could ever happen on Earth was the idea that aliens could come here someday. Now the aliens showed up, and everybody's like, "I don't know, aliens? Are they are they on Twitter? Are they on Instagram? I don't even, I, I don't. I'm not really familiar with their work." What the hell is the world coming? <laughs> I don't know. I think we're so fragmented and so stupid. I think two things are in play. I think. The people who testified yesterday are being forthright in saying that aliens have come here. But I also think the aliens took a look around, went on Twitter, saw everybody yelling at strangers, road raging with people who aren't on the same highway as you, went on to Instagram, saw everybody faking what they look like through 71 different filters. Instagram should be called This Is What I'd Look Like If I Was Hot. And then they went on to Facebook and saw you photographing pictures of your dinner and cursing out people for their political views. And the aliens were like, you know what? This place, I'm getting out of here. Seriously, let's get the out of here. I think that's what happened. I think that's what's in play. Could they come back again? It sounds like they certainly have the capabilities to do so. Let's dive into some of this really quick, because I'm going to ask Senator Cassidy. And if you want to sneak in a call in this hour, I know we have a guest, 888-788-9910. Do you believe... Do you side with the testimony that we have been contacted from other planets, other dimensions, other universes? David Grush sounds a lot like we do. 
Uh, he was in the Unidentified Anomalous Phenomena Task Force for the Department of Defense. Here he is talking about the ships we are in possession of, Clip 24. Mr. Gresh, finally, do you believe that our government is in possession of UAPs? Uh, absolutely, based on interviewing uh, over 40 witnesses over four years. And, and, and where? I know the exact locations, and, and those locations were provided to the Inspector General and some of which to the Intelligence Committees. I actually had the people with the firsthand knowledge um, provide a protected disclosure to the Inspector General. So he's saying he knows he knows where they are. He knows who's been briefed. That can't be good. Well, depends if they're friendly or not. It's like if you get E.T. and he just wants to phone, fine, you're probably going to be okay. Okay, but what if you get Alf and he just wants to eat cats all day? Gordon Shumway, you know, or you get one of those Independence Day aliens or you get one of those Mars Attacks aliens. That's the problem. Okay, you might have a hostile situation on your hands for them to be here. Their, their technology would have to be superior to ours. So the place we hedge our bets is when we say, well, you know, could just be our technology in the military and we're not telling anybody about it. OK, here's the military flat out telling you that's not the case. And you might say, well, they have to say that because they can't let you know. But as Johnny Joey Jones said yesterday, as a guy who was in the military with a pretty high security clearance. OK, everything they do in terms of advanced technology gets commercialized. They make tons of money off it, meaning some of the testimony yesterday was a ship floating motionless in Category 4 winds that immediately stepped on the gas and sped up to Mach 2, zero to Mach 2 in Category 4 winds, completely unaffected by the wind. Okay, if that's the case and we were to commercialize that technology, you could get from New York to Paris in about 15 minutes. Okay, believe me, they'd be making money off it. I think he's got a point. So there's a very good chance... Uh, that it ain't ours. Let me give you a little more of this. Okay, here is David Grush, clip 25. Has the U.S. government become aware of actual evidence of extraterrestrial, otherwise unexplained forms of intelligence? And if so, when do you think this first occurred? Uh, I like to use the term non-human. I don't like to denote origin. Keeps the aperture open, both scientifically. Right. Uh, uh, certainly, uh, like I've dis- discussed publicly uh, previously, 1930s. Whoa. So he's saying back to the 1930s. So there's two things in play here really quickly that I want to just add to the to the ledger. Okay, part of the reason that this isn't making a bigger splash is, number one, as a society, we don't know what to prioritize anymore. We're like, no, no, I'm mad at a country music song. What do you mean? Who cares about aliens? Do they have a song called Try That in a Small Planet? No, I don't care. I'm not mad. Okay. But the point is, We've lost a lot of faith in our institutions because we've cheapened a lot of the institutional processes. Like impeachment happened twice under Trump, shouldn't have happened once. We kind of cheapened the value of impeachment. The Democrats now saying, don't impeach Biden. You're watering down impeachment. Oh, really? Where was that during the Trump administration? You see the DOJ actively discredited with a lot of these indictments, with the two-tiered standard of justice or system of justice we've seen applied to Democrats and Republicans. People have lost a lot of faith in our institutions. That's number one. Okay, let me give you a little more Grush, though. Okay, this is David Grush implying that people have been murdered to cover this up. This is clip 27. Do you have any personal knowledge of people who have been harmed or injured in efforts to cover up or conceal these extraterrestrial technology? Yes. Personally. Have you heard have anyone been murdered that you would think that you know of? Or have heard of, I guess. I have to be 
careful asking that question. I directed people with that knowledge to the appropriate authorities. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? He was just asked, do you think people have been murdered to cover this up? I have to be careful asking that question. I directed people with that knowledge to the proper authorities. Meaning I spoke to people who had that knowledge, directed them to the proper authorities. Okay, you know what he didn't say right there to the question, do you think people have been murdered? You know what he didn't say? He didn't say no. That's true. That is true. He could have said no. Okay, he didn't say no. Why didn't he say no? Because he's under oath. Okay, because he's sitting there putting his name on this testimony. Okay, as a guy who has nothing to gain, if he's wrong, if he's not telling you the truth, this is a guy who worked for the Department of Defense. Here is Ryan Graves, who was a executive director of Americans for Safe Aerospace, flat out talking about UAPZ witness, clip 28. How do you know that these were not our aircraft? Some of the behaviors that we saw in a working area, we would see these objects uh, being at 0.0 Mach, that's zero airspeed, over a certain pieces of the ground. So what that means, just like a river, if you throw a bobber in, it's going to float downstream. These objects were staying completely stationary in Category 4 hurricane winds. These same objects would then accelerate to supersonic speeds, 1.1, 1.2 Mach, uh, and they would do so in very erratic and, and quick behaviors that we don't, I don't have an explanation for. So when you hear something like that, you go, this ain't good. <laughs> but you want to know the reason, and we're going to get to the phones on this, Okay. One of the reasons that people aren't diving in on this at the same time, are you ready for it, is because this changes the calculus in terms of how we've treated people for the past hundred years who told us they saw UFOs. Bingo. We're not a society that goes, ah, it turns out I was wrong. We just keep doubling down and doubling down. You remember Pee-wee's Big Adventure? And knitting, and knitting, and knitting, you know, and knitting, that whole thing. So what we've done to anybody who's ever said they saw a UFO when we ourselves didn't have the technology to do something like that, we're like, ah, oh, this guy's nuts. You can't just make up lies about people. Okay, but now we know some of these people were, in fact, probably credible. Okay, which means, technically speaking, we would owe them an apology. Oh, <laughs> my mistake. But we're not going to get an apology anytime soon. Nobody goes back. Nobody owns what they were wrong about. Nobody concedes defeat in this day and age. So there's a reason why we can't reconfigure this. Yes, we've had this lifelong fascination with the biggest existential event that could ever be, which is aliens coming here. But we've also had such a massive stigma. It's like, look at the vaccine. We were shaming people for not getting the vaccine because we said the vaccine stops transmission. You cannot get COVID if you get the vaccine. Ergo, even if you're healthy, you got to get the vaccine because you can pass it to somebody else. All of that turned out to be a colossal lie. But has any single solitary person who advocated for the firing of the unvaccinated, who advocated for banning them from social media, turned around and said, actually, uh, turns out you guys were right. The answer would be no. No, we never give back the stigma. Okay, here is Bruce down in Venice, Florida. You could say whatever you want on this subject. Bruce in Venice, my man. Hey, how are you doing? I'm, 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 I'm great. I'm holding it together over here. I'm a little worked up about so, the UFOs stopping by. So I'm going to tell you what, uh, what I know about UFOs. It's my ex-wife, when my children were 
12, it, uh, it's four or five, were out in the front yard and they saw a UFO. Mm-hmm. Uh, it came by and stopped and went and stopped and went and stopped and then went. Wow. Uh, they have no reason to lie, and my children would not have lied, and I don't think my wife would have either. Uh, you know, if you look back at the hieroglyphics and the, and the uh, Egyptian pyramids, they show they show UFIs. They're in the Danish. In fact, uh, they're part of my last name. The first part of my last name is the Danish sun god, and that would be Asmus. Wow. And uh, the end of my last name is S-E-N, which is Danish for sun, Mm -hmm. which means that I'm the son of the sun god. Wow. I mean, I I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, you sound like you have that kind of pull. But either way you slice this, Bruce, uh, there is something to the fact that people have been reporting sightings for all these years, been wildly, you know, discredited, attacked, and mocked. Uh, but this is a bit of a comeuppance to everybody who just dismissed this stuff out of hand because the guys that are going forward and testifying have nothing to gain. And they're not guys off the street that have my background or your background. These are guys who actually work in the program at the Pentagon. Uh, that actually, you know, charts stuff like this. So would you say, before I let you go, because we have a commercial break, you do believe wholeheartedly there's something out there? Oh, absolutely. Wow. Do you think they'd want to come here, or do you think they looked around and were like, these people are too dumb? I think they were part of our original uh, population and, uh, and, uh, you know, the the, uh, advanced intelligence part. Mm. I think they're showing up just to check on things. Huh. So it's almost like, you know, go visiting the old neighborhood? That could be, yeah. Huh. That's interesting. Well, I'll let you know if they stop by looking for the sun god. Uh, I appreciate you, Bruce. Great call as always. We'll do it again. 888-788-9910. Really quick, Noah is in Fond du Lac, Wisconsin. Noah! Jim Jam Jimmer, how you doing? My man, I miss you. I haven't talked to you in a minute. You been all right? I know, I know. I love talking. I listen every day. I'm one of them truck drivers that stay awake because of your enthusiasm. Oh, oh Noah. It's it's me. And uh, listen, I, I don't want to give too much credit to the whiskey because it's not always in my body, but it <laughs> makes a cameo from time to time. I kid. What do you see out there on the highways of America, Noah? Oh, man, I see a lot of nuts, people. But I do want to add, um, I personally have not had a UFO experience. Mm-hmm. I don't doubt it's out there. But what's really interesting, what's food for the mind, is I encourage people to check out Dr. Stephen Greer on YouTube. He had an announcement June 12th of this year. Um, he is somebody that is very credible. He, I mean, just to dabble in it. He, uh, he's been doing it privately for 30 years, and he's had hundreds of whistleblowers that come forward, and some of them with threats against their lives. And like I said, in this video, it's pretty interesting because there are credible people. A lot of them come from the military because, mm-hmm. you know, the military has some of the highest access to, mm-hmm. you know, resources than anything. And it's a pretty interesting watch. It, it's three hours. You know, you don't have to watch it all in one uh, at bat, but... It's really interesting, and I do believe that there is something out there that, you know, especially with, like, advanced technologies, kind of like what you were saying is 
Um, there's definitely advanced technologies out there that we're not made aware of, yep. but the mm. process of introducing it to a global society, I think is what's really the challenging yep. part that they can't overcome. Yeah, I think that's that I think that's what they're up against is they don't know how it'll affect things. But the good news is it won't affect things unless these aliens get some Instagram followers. Nobody cares. Nobody has any concept of what matters anymore. It's because this should be a bigger story. Uh, it wasn't like these two guys who showed up to testify had no sleeves on their shirt and reeked of moonshine. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's fascinating. But Noah, keep on playing good ball out there. Quick commercial break back oh. after this. The show that's not afraid to hit the road. The stars at night are big and bright. See you in this is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Debbie Spears, who is a prized listener to this program in East Texas, has sent me a text that a UFO just flew over her car very fast. <laughs> Debbie, come on. Let, Debbie, come on. You know what? Come, this is unbelievable. You know. Oh, shut up, woman. Seriously, Debbie. But I just wanted you to know I got your message. Teresa's on the line in Grand Rapids, Michigan. She's got theories as well. Yo, Teresa. How are you? Hey, girlfriend. I'm good. I'm ready. Uh, What do you you think? What do you got? Why are we the only country talking about this? Mm. Are you you saying it's a distraction for the the Americans? No, 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 no. But our – well, on the other point, we've known for 100 years that the government has been covering this up. Mm -hmm. So people are surprised that the government's been hiding this from us. We've known that forever. Yeah, I listen, if if they were, I mean, there's the off chance that it's government technology we don't know about yet. I don't, you know, it's, man, I mean, nothing would surprise me because the government definitely lies. Right. Well, you're just surprised that it's not a bigger deal. Mm -hmm. Well, we've all known that this might be out there in the whole area of, was it 51, 53 or whatever? Area 51, yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, what does Russia say about this? What does China say about this? Um, you know, I don't well, have that, you I, know what? I thought Hunter Biden could get some information. <laughs> that's, well, some ties. that's the thing. Mars is the one place he hasn't gotten any money from. So maybe that's what they're <laughs> doing here. Maybe they're like, hey, we want influence in the government. Maybe it was their coke. <laughs> maybe they were trying to bribe Hunter and they left the coke at the White House. It's the wow, aliens. We, we got all kinds of theories. Going on now. <laughs> Teresa, we always take it somewhere. But this might be our gold medal <laughs> performance right here, girlfriend. <laughs> This is it right here. Oh, my gosh. Well, if I do see the aliens, I'll let them know you're asking about them. (laughs) Have a great day, all right, sweetheart? You too. Be well. There goes the great Teresa, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Are the aliens bribing the Bidens with cocaine? We'll ask Louisiana Senator Bill Cassidy. I don't know that we will, uh, but it could come up in conversation when we come back right here on the Big Bad One and Only I Flying, death-defying Fox Across America. Oh, shut up, Reality with a bit of insanity. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it is. We are fired up to talk to this next guest, not only a superstar senator from the great state of Louisiana, but if we were going to tell it like it is, the guy is a pretty solid tie game when you see him on TV. Senator Bill Cassidy is here. Hey, man. 
Hey, Jimmy, good to be with you, man. Thanks you, for having me. Really quick, answer this question for the Fox Across America listeners. Uh, are you picking out your own ties, or do you have a, a, a fa- staff or family member? What's going on at Cassidy Enterprises? <laughs> Whenever you see me wearing something good, it's my wife that's picking it out. I actually have a little bit of a flair for ties, Okay, uh, but Laura's, Laura's the woman. All right, no, listen, I just will give credit where credit's due. The point is, is, as long as you can rock them, it doesn't matter who picks them out. You still get the credit, you know? <laughs> The quarterback gets all the glory. I mean, the offensive line may be winning or losing these games for him, but no one knows that. You're the QB, Cassidy. Call me the Joe Burrows of ties. (laughs) (laughs) The Joe Burrows of ties. Good LSU work right there. Uh, It's funny because Burrow, you might not realize this, comes up a lot in New York because Bill Hammer, who, of course, hosts American Newsroom, is a huge Bengal guy. He's from Cincinnati originally. So you actually get more Joe Burrow talk in New York than you probably thought when you got on the phone today. Well, you know, Joe Burrow, we got so many great young quarterbacks out there, Mahomes, uh, oh, yeah. Lamar Jackson, Burroughs. I mean, it's amazing. It's like the it's like the next generation has hit, and it's yes. made pro football much more interesting. I agree a thousand percent. So yes, the quarterback development in the NFL is working. But I want I want to see if you'll hold on to your challenge flag or you'll throw it when I make this next statement. I was told yesterday by the White House press secretary uh, that Americans are starting to feel the effects of Bidenomics. Now, do you throw the <laughs> challenge flag on that, or you you keeping it in your pocket? Uh, it is so true. Americans have been feeling the effects of Bidenomics for two years. They can't <laughs> afford their utility bill. Their grocery list is a lot more conservative than it used to be. I mean, they've been feeling the effects, and it's all bad. <laughs> So uh, I totally agree with what you have to say, although perhaps with not the meaning of what you said. <laughs> <laughs> so technically, you can't throw the challenge flag because she told the truth. She was halfway there. She got two feet in bounds, uh, just not in the direction we wanted it to go. So that makes sense. Uh, Louisiana Senator Bill Cassidy's on the line if you're just joining us. Um, why do you think this is an interesting question, it's just a strategic question. I don't even know that it's political. But obviously the American people are getting hit. I think I think net costs are 16 percent higher for goods than they were when they took office. That might be a low estimate. But obviously Americans know that they're paying more for things. They know that they're saving less. So why do you think they go with this? Is it because they just expect the media to help them propagate the scam? Because I would think the average person doesn't go, oh, yeah, it's working, even though their financial situation's worse. I think there's at least two or three things that they're going with. Mm. One, if you say it long enough, loud enough, maybe you ghost people into believing that it's true. Okay. Uh, secondly, a lot of the people who they're like in their echo chamber are doing better. Mm-hmm. Now, it's not the folks back home, the pipe fitter. It's not the person back home, the operator in the, in the uh, uh, plant. It's not somebody making a living doing Uber. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the people they hang with, they're doing a little bit better. Sure. Uh, so, uh, you know, if, if that's all you talk to, then that's your perspective. Uh, and lastly, what else do they have to talk about? Uh, since people vote on the economy, yeah. they've got to talk about the economy. And so they've got to make the best foot forward. Well, the nice thing is they're doing a good job with the border. <laughs> at least we got at least we got that going you, for us <laughs> you're just like the lady uh talking about bidenomics the uh feel, people feeling the effect uh, they're doing a nice job with the border but uh unfortunately it's not the kind of job you and i would want them to do <laughs> yeah holy heck man i i mean i i don't know how my orcas hasn't won an oscar for repeatedly testifying that the border's closed i mean it takes talent to keep a straight face and say that don't you think 
No, because he's talking about the Canadian border. Uh, so, you know, no one ever specifies the Mexican border. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. The border's closed. He's, he's actually talking about Taco Bell. At the hour they asked him, it's not open yet. He's like, you can't make a run for the border right now. It's 11 a.m. It's not open. <laughs> That's funny. Louisiana Senator Bill Cassidy on the line, if you're just joining us. Uh, I laughed at that. Uh, what I didn't laugh at is the uh, what I saw yesterday in that Hunter Biden plea deal. And I don't have a legal background, but the fact that it unraveled and we came to learn that he was pleading guilty to two charges, but somehow, somehow was being granted immunity for any other f- future criminal charge. To me, I have no legal background, but that sounds unprecedented, does it not? It does sound unprecedented. I remember when the plea deal came out, by the way. I'm Mm -hmm. a gastroenterologist. I'm not a lawyer. But, you you know, you're thinking, okay, he didn't pay taxes on whatever it was, $5 million. Did anybody ask where he got the $5 million from? (laughs) Uh, I mean, could you pull on that thread a little bit and tell me what's going on? Uh, And I don't think there's an interest in pulling on that thread. So uh, I can't comment on the plea deal. Yep. I can't comment on the fact they showed a lot of they showed no curiosity about other things that seemed pretty curious. It is really, really weird is the point. I think, yeah, we both I both agree there. And I don't know where it goes from here, but I've never seen anything like that. Like I've never, you know, I've gotten a used to be a New York City cab driver when I was younger and I've pled to a few parking tickets in my day, maybe a failure to signal when I change lanes. But I never asked the judge, hey, could you indemnify me against something I might be investigating? for in five years, and I would think that any cab driver who did would be looked upon with a degree of suspicion by the judge, is all I'm saying. Uh, let me ask you this, though, while I got you on the line. A uh, lot of talk yesterday about UFOs. You know, it's very possible it could be a level of security clearance none of us have, and we just don't know what it is. But did you watch any of it come away scratching your head? Uh, well, I listened to, put it this way, I read the newspaper article and walked away scratching my head. Okay. Uh, and speaking to people who have security clearance in the Senate, they're scratching, you know, people who are like on Intel. Yeah. They're scratching their head. So I don't know if this is like the deepest secret that no one ever knows uh, or if this guy's just kind of like, you know, Getting doing, making things up. Yeah, it's, 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 it's hard to say. I mean, some of these guys have a heck of a clearance. Uh, But at the same time, you know, there's a storied history of military technology being ahead of ours, and that obviously needs to be kept a secret for good reason. So it's hard to say. I am fascinated, though, because I don't think the American people are as interested in the story as I thought they would be, if only because we've made 100 movies about aliens, maybe 1,000 movies about aliens, no? Well, Cowboys versus Aliens, as an example. I mean, like, we've kind of stretched the genre so that uh, now it's um, uh, Air Force hides aliens. So, so, you know, obviously we still have Area 51. We need to investigate that. Good point. Uh, But I've basically had somebody telling me yesterday that E.T. is now a documentary, and we're not even phoning home. We're just staring at our phones. It's a weird time to be alive. But uh, I appreciate you giving me some good quarterback talk, Senator. we got to do this again soon, all right, man? Jimmy, I like that, man. Thanks for having me on. My man, be well. There he goes. The great Senator Bill Cassidy from the state of Louisiana. Bill Hammer will be so excited to know there was Joe Burrow talk on the show. Bill Hammer, guys, when you don't see him on America's Newsroom, is usually walking around with Bengals face paint on. And it's awkward because you'll just get in an elevator with a guy. It looks like one of those This Is Sports Center commercials, except we don't work at ESPN. You'll never hear us ask you to hate America. It's the nice thing about Fox News. You're allowed to you can you can watch us. You can listen to us and you're allowed to like the country. We're not going to sit here and listen to you bad mouth 
the United States of America. Now, while I was talking to Senator Cassidy, one of my men, one of my guys from Oklahoma, down in Cromwell, Oklahoma, was listening in. He might have some thoughts of his own. Jimmy joins us now. Yo, Jimmy! Hey, Jimmy. Great show today. Oh, my man. Thanks. I'm trying. I'll stick with these drugs. Thank you. And my daughter and I are impatiently waiting on you to come back to Oklahoma. Listen, I enjoyed meeting you guys. I thought it was great. Uh, and I will be back there. Like, my fall schedule is pr- kind of limited because I'm shooting a stand-up special. But then, once it comes out in January, I'm actually going to be on the road every week. Because you didn't hear this from me. I'm not allowed to say this publicly. But I also have a book coming out next March. And that's not like an announced thing where I say, you know, I can report and you can order it. I can't say that yet legally. Uh, but I'm telling you, so everyone else just cover their ears because this is between you and me. All right, Jimmy? Well, I am looking forward to your words of wisdom. My man. Now, mm-hmm. I honestly believe that there are aliens. Okay. I I have no doubt. I think they have been watching us, waiting on us to be technically advanced enough to communicate with us. Mm-hmm. But then their universal translator tried to make out what Biden was saying. <laughs> And decided to wait another hundred years or so. <laughs> I was like, oh, we can't do this. Listen, we we speak Martian. We speak a lot of languages. We don't speak Biden. I'm not going to lie. We don't speak Biden. Not, none of it would surprise me. None of it would surprise me. You know, like they said, we stopped going to the moon because it was just a rock. And we decided there was nothing to be gained from going. That's probably what happened. Like aliens came here and they were like, ah, it's just a rock. It's just a rock. You know. Well, it could be Hunter's crack rock that they found. Oh man. This is deep now. So what if we're just one crack rock in the part of a larger <laughs> being's crack pipe? Jimmy, this conversation's gone in a lot of different directions. Uh this one is I did not foresee. I'm not gonna lie. And we had Teresa earlier. Uh, telling us the aliens might have been bribing the Bidens with cocaine in the White House. I don't know where to go now. I don't, Jimmy. Congratulations. Well, I, I think this may be a thread that might have some legs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll get to more calls on it. Thank you, brother. I'll let you know when I'm heading your way. All right. Be safe, Jimmy. Of course, my man. There he goes. The great Jimmy in Cromwell, Oklahoma. Fine, fabulous people. If you're listening on the Eagle in OKC, if you're listening on KRMG down in Tulsa, uh, just fine, fabulous people. My buddy Levi May, who down in, at KRMG, by the way, uh, he took us when we were there. I don't think we ever got to discuss this on the air. He took us to a public park that was the most incredible thing. It was like one of those like obstacle course type parks, all kinds of funky rope bridges and big wooden towers and bouncy planks and rubber stuff. And I don't know what it was. I mean, I don't. I didn't go on any of the stuff because a man of my physique on a park full of kids just looks like a security risk. I don't want to get tased on the slide, but it was a really nice. I loved it down there. Like, I genuinely loved it down there. And we do have to fit, plan a field trip back. And I, we 100 percent will when my stand up special comes out. Uh, if you guys are looking to see me live in the meantime, uh, this is what's happening. We're in St. Mary's, Ohio this weekend. It's sold out. Uh, But if you come to the meet and greet, I will absolutely get a chance to meet you. Uh, August the 25th, we are in Henderson, Nevada. It's Kennedy and I. We're at the Green Valley Ranch. You can see us Friday night, August the 25th. 
Uh, I'll be back in New York the following night hosting Fox News Saturday night at 10 p.m., so don't expect to find me passed out at a blackjack table. You'll have to do that Thursday night, just so you know. Uh, from there, uh, September the 16th, the Sugarloaf Performing Arts Center in upstate New York. And then we head back out west, baby, and I am so excited. We announced it today. The ticket's officially on sale. The Helena Civic Center, which is in Helena, Montana, Friday night, October the 27th. I'll be at the Colonial Theater in Idaho Falls the next night, the 28th. So you got a lot of chances to come hang out with your radio buddy. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? The show that leaves you without hope or change. I'm telling you, man, this stuff will poison your mind. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Budweiser presents Real Them of Genius. Real Them of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Biological Male pretending to be a woman. Mr. Biological Male pretending to be a woman. Millions of beer drinkers spend the day working a grueling shift on the construction site, but you pranced around the house on TikTok dressed as a six-year-old girl. You're a kid at Anyone can hang their hat up after a long shift, but only a true hero can take off their dress and untape their nuts. Ow, that stinks! So crack open an ice-cold bud, Mr. Biological Male, pretending to be a woman. Normally, beer comes in a cardboard case, but thanks to you, it now comes in a mental case. Mr. Biological Male, pretending to be a woman. There it is, Fox Cross America with Jimmy Fallon. Why are they playing the Bud Light parody from months back? Because we have an update on the story, not a good one. Uh, Bud Light laying off hundreds of workers after the Dylan Mulvaney controversy, losing their top-selling spot to Modelo. Everything woke turns to That's the bottom line. Uh, this problem for Bud Light is very much a real one. They have alienated their customer base by taking a side in a culture war that nobody who was buying beer signed up to be a part of. And for that, uh, the losses at Bud Light are real and certainly are well wishes or with anybody who's going through a career transition because of that decision to put Dylan Mulvaney on the side of a can. That's stupid. Use your common sense. Is it ever. Uh, But right now. Uh, we're talking about Bud Light, which we know is real. But do we know whether or not this UFO testimony is real? I bring in two experts on what I'm not sure. But Eric is on the board today. He is, of course, a celebrity uh, guest engineer given to us as part of our exchange program with the Brian Kilmeade Show. And Mikey, I believe, has logged off Pornhub to participate in the conversation as well. Uh, Eric, I will start with you because you have a working knowledge of this stuff. Uh, did you watch any of that footage and come away thinking it was real, or do you think it's like technology we've never heard of? I think it's mostly technology we haven't heard of. But you think it's all right? Let's let's take it a step further. Then, do you think it's our technology? Because <laughs> I need it to be our te- at, at very least. Okay, if it's our technology, good. Of course. But if it's if it's China's, then it might as well be aliens. Either way, we're screwed, right? I think there's an outside possibility it could be China's, uh-huh. and maybe that's why they're a little reticent to say what it is, right? Because when you hear things like non-human. Okay, non-human could mean dog, could sure. be monkey. Yep. We've, we've, uh, to the best of my knowledge, are those the only two things we animals we've shot into space? As far as I know, yes. But oh no, 
there were rodents too at some point. I think I, I think rodents are the first step they take. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, the mice are usually the opening act. Right. You can't climb. You're a mouse. You're you're an opening act. Uh, Mikey, let me ask you. Let's get into your wheelhouse. Has this spiked uh, alien searches on the adult websites? No comment. Mikey, <laughs> you got to clean that computer, man. Wow. This is an intervention. No, no, I'm kidding. But Mikey, what is your gut? Do you think aliens are real or not? Yeah, I would lean toward yes but i also i think what johnny joey was saying yesterday was actually pretty interesting like saying like if you're a religious person you believe in angels and stuff like that you already do kind of believe in other deities so it's kind of like yeah that's why he was saying yeah i believe in aliens oh. so i so, actually i'll go with that one yeah. so you're saying if aliens show up they're going to pass around a collection plate maybe <laughs> there's two collections you get the good kind. <laughs> at this alien probe today is that the worst they bring you up for the probe and you got to donate too. they pass around the wicker basket you're like hold on a second what's going on here uh, we're going to further this conversation tomorrow, uh, if for no other reason than I considered my whole life on Earth uh, exi- the existential event of, of a lifetime to be aliens showing up. And I feel like the fact that we may have credible testimony, we may not. I don't know what the guy really knows, but I don't think he has a lot to gain from making this up. He's not really monetizing it in the way of clicks, but I will continue to discuss it. Eric, is there an angle for this guy that I'm not seeing, like other than he just likes the, the, the time in the limelight? I don't know. Um, like, what would I be think, the upside? You know, I think maybe he he thinks maybe he's seen some stuff. Okay. But on the other hand, he, he could just be trolling us a little bit. Okay. Because his it, testimony isn't really verifiable. Okay. So is there an in-between in that? Because this would make sense to me. I don't doubt there are people who don't have the highest security clearance that come across our technology and just don't know that it's ours. Is that what you're saying? Could we split the difference on that? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, it could be. All right. So there's a chance it's ours. You, there's a 3% chance we're not all going to die tomorrow. Now, I'm not a fear monger. I'm a regular shit. No, I'm kidding. Who knows? Weigh in. Hit me up at Jimmy Fela on the Twitter, at Jimmy Fela. If you message me on the Fox Across America Facebook page, I will get back to you on that as well. Uh, the radio program is over. I'm heading over to the Sean Hannity Show. Tonight at 9 o'clock Eastern, tune in, check me out. But either way, you could be a Republican tonight, you could be a Democrat, Independent, just don't be a... From the Fox News Podcasts Network. Hey there, it's me, Kennedy. Make sure to check out my podcast, Kennedy Saves the World. It is five days a week, every week. Download and listen at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.